Welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. We have a brand new series we're dealing with in the issues of success and prospering and having an abundant life. Today's podcast is entitled, How to Build a Road to Success. Now, this podcast will help us prepare the road that God wants us to have to success. We will understand if at first we don't succeed, try try again, may be the wrong way to take when working on our plan. What are the potholes, also known as pitfalls, on our road to success? We're going to examine why trials must be part of our success program. We're going to discover when God guarantees success. That's right. God does guarantee success in his word. And finally, we're going to cover which path must we take to have success. But before we do all that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for who you are and for giving us the opportunity to bring this podcast, quite frankly, across the world. I pray that you would bless it and anoint it. And I invite the Holy Spirit to come in now and take complete control. I surrender my thoughts and my plans to you. I pray you would lead us in the direction that we should go. And I believe, Lord, that something very special is going to take place today. And I ask those who are listening in to that they would submit their hearts and minds to you. I pray that you would bless them and open up their ears to hear and their hearts to receive for your word and what the Holy Spirit leads us through. Bless this podcast now, and I believe wonderful things are going to take place. I'll be careful now to give you the praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, let's get into today's topic, how to build a road to success. Now, after I looked at my introduction of what we will be including in this podcast, I began to wonder if all of it can be covered in one simple podcast. I believe the Holy Spirit has given us a great challenge. This will change our life if we accept the road to success that the Holy Spirit will provide for us. I find it quite interesting that any time that I speak or others speak on success or prosperity or abundant living, there are going to be people who get upset and they think that these things are only all about self and self-fulfillment. Well, they're really not because there are those who feel that way. Let me just give you what I would consider my attempt to reframe these words, success, prosperity, and abundance. Let's reframe them. Let's see what God intends them to me. Now, I believe that success must focus on God's word and his will, and that success must bless the kingdom of God. It's the same thing with prosperity and abundance. They must always deny self and bless the kingdom of God. If teaching on success, prosperity, and wealth is all about just getting richer than the next guy, that is not the right teaching. If people think that just getting more and more money than everyone else has is a sign that God wants to bless us more than others, that's obviously incorrect. So if you'll stay with me on this through this whole series, I'm trying to break through and basically reframe the whole concept of what how God looks at success, prosperity, and abundance, and how the world looks at it. And I believe that God obviously will win in this situation. So let's get into that. The first scripture that I thought of, quite frankly, when looking at how to build a road to success, it's found in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9 in the New Living Translation. This is a wonderful scripture. It applies to many areas of our life, but I believe it's very pertinent to to this discussion on success. Here's what the Word of God says. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts 
higher than your thoughts. You know, I am so glad that God wants us to think the way he thinks. I'm so happy that he wants to have thoughts and our ways and our plans to be just like how he thinks. And that applies so much to the area of success. God, in many places throughout his word, talks about people being blessed and being successful. I think in the last podcast I mentioned, there's over 2,000 references to prosperity and being blessed and the good things that God wants to bring into our life. And it's true, the Lord has many scriptures warning us about the improper use of money and success and finances and things of those nature. But that's why I want to spend so much time on this to be sure that people are not robbed of the blessing that God wants to have them. I want to be sure that people have an opportunity to understand that God's word encourages to be blessed. Why would the word of God include these comments about his thoughts and his ways and the way he looks at things being greater than what we can think? And the reason that is, is that he wants to have direction over all the things that we think about and all the things that we do in our life. There's one very important point that I want to bring out in the early portion of this podcast, and that is that we must be careful not to seek only success, period. At all costs, just success. I want to be successful in all that I do, and no matter what I do and what I say, and even if I hurt people or whatever, that that's what I want to do because I want to be successful. We need to get away from that. We need to get rid of that type of thinking, this idea that if we give God $5, he's going to send a check in the mail to us for $50,000. Silly things like that that really has no biblical foundation, but basically we must understand that God wants to direct us and wants to direct our path towards success. We must seek God first. It's found in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, where it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. Boy, what a simple scripture that is, and what a wonderful direct scripture that is, that we should seek God first. If we put him first in every area of our life, then all the other things that we're thinking about, the things that we're concerned about, the the, the financial needs that we have, or the success goals that we have in business, or the plans for our family, for our kids to be successful, all those things will line up. It will just seek God first and his righteousness. When we do that, we're certainly on the right path. Now, the word of God is God's road to success. That's just as about as simple as I can put it. Truly, the word of God is his instruction manual, if you will, on his road to success in every area of our life. God brings success to us when our ways please him. We must seek God who owns everything on earth and in heaven. God decides who has success and who does not have success. There's a wonderful scripture that I think relates very much to this teaching right now. It's found in the book of Daniel, chapter 2, verse 21 in the New Living Translation. Let me read it to you. When I look down in my Bible to read this to you, I also notice verse 20 is something that we probably should start with. All right, Daniel chapter 2 and verse 20, New Living Translation. Praise the name of the Lord forever and ever, for he has all wisdom and power. All right, verse 21. He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in darkness, though he is surrounded by light. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. Daniel wrote these words right after God had given him the answer to Nebuchadnezzar's dream that Nebuchadnezzar had challenged everyone. I need to know what these dreams mean. And God gave Daniel the answer to that. And when Daniel received that answer, he was so excited about it that he wanted to talk about the goodness of God and talk about how God was able to do everything. So let's look at that scripture very closely again. See, Daniel was seeking success to interpret that dream. And when he received it, the answer, then he knew that it came from God because he said, praise the name of God forever and ever, for he has all wisdom and power. He's given credit to God, not to himself. And then Daniel says he controls the course of world events and removes kings and sets up other kings. That means God decides who is successful and God decides 
besides, who was not successful. Then it says here, he gives wisdom to the wise. Isn't that interesting? He doesn't give wisdom to the dumb. He gives wisdom to the wise. I mean, he obviously can give wisdom to the dumb. But it's interesting that Daniel says he gives wisdom to the wise. Those who are already wise, God increases their wisdom. And it says, and knowledge to the scholars. So there's no limit to God's wisdom and knowledge. Verse 22, he says, he reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in darkness. That's why we need to seek God first before all of our plans or actions are put into place. Verse 23, it says, I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. So Daniel is acknowledging where all of the blessings and the success and the abundant living he can have and the thoughts that he can have can be so much greater if he acknowledges that God is the source of all the wisdom and discernment and the knowledge that he needs that will be received from God. And we need to be the same way. In any step that we take, we need to give God credit for the wisdom that he's giving us. Matter of fact, my wife and I have gotten to the point where it's hard for me to even say something like, well, I got this idea and I got this other idea. I want to be able to do this. I can't do that anymore. I have to stop and say, you know, honey, the Lord, I believe, has given me an idea for something that we can do or something we can accomplish. I want to give God credit. We need to give credit where credit's due. And because God's ways are greater, his thoughts are greater and higher than ours, I want to have his thoughts and ways. And I want to acknowledge him as Daniel did in this scripture we read in the Word of God. One thing about success and maybe having some prosperity and abundant living all thrown in together, it's important that we understand that what we had is not even ours because we cannot take it with us after we die. So the home that we have is nice, but it's not really ours because when we die, it passes on to someone else. And the car that we're driving, the same thing happens there. And the money in the bank, the same thing happens there. So it's not really ours. It's it's simply that God allows us to have what we have. And he wants us to be good stewards of what we had and manage it better. And if we're good stewards, I believe he'll help us to have more financially where we can be a blessing to more people and bless the kingdom of God. Now, God is the source of everything good in our life. In James 1.17, in the New International Version, it says this, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. What that simply means is that he does not go up and down based upon the way the wind's blowing, where we have a tendency to do that sometimes. If the winds are blowing good in our favor, we make decisions one way, but God is not affected by that. He's not affected by the circumstances that, that face us each and every day, where we sometimes, if we're not careful, will allow our circumstances to rob us from God's blessings and rob us from the success that God would like to place in our life. I've gotten off track a little bit. Let's get back on the road here. The road to our success is built on the promises of God. We must stay on that road and do not look to the left or to the right. You know, something funny I used to tell when I was pastoring and I'd be preaching. It was not my wife's favorite thing to say, but I would tell people that, you know, when my wife and I go shopping, I always think of the scriptures as to what we should do together. Now, I'm not saying we do a lot of shopping together, but every once in a while, I'll go with her. And if she's looking to go to some big department store or something, I'll take a book with me. So while she's trying on clothes or doing something, I'll park myself down, grab a cup of coffee and start reading. And it kind of goes well. But sometimes just a kid with her, I'll take her to the front of the door and I'll say, honey, now be careful when we walk into this big store because because we should not look to the left nor to the right, but we should look straight forward because the narrow is the pathway. And she always kind of looks at me like, yeah, right. But in reality, that's really how we ought to be. We should not look to the left or to the right when we're trying to seek things that we believe will be pleasing to the Lord. Before we move on, I kind of wanted to think about the in the introduction. I made a statement that if we don't succeed, try, try again, may not be the right approach to take. Matter of fact, sometimes when we just say try, try, and try, and try again, we're basically just doing it on our own. We need to be careful of that. We need to be careful that we don't just keep trying to do something, and if we don't get what we want, we just knock down the door and bust our way into something. That's something we must not do. 
because if we just keep trying on our own, then we're on our own and God will not be able to help us in the area that we where we need direction. Let me try to explain what I'm saying here with a, a small example. When my wife and I owned a real estate development company, we would do everything we could to get a project going. I mean, it's it was our income. It was what financed our family. It took care of the needs that we had. So I had to keep doing homes and buying property and developing properties in order to make a good living and to take care of the needs that our family had and also to bless our church. Well, sometimes trying over and over again worked out great, but there were times, there were projects that we had that did not work out very well. The Lord taught me that I must rely on Him to be sure that He wanted me to do something. So it's a very important example because I remember that we had a program we set up to be successful in business and we would make a list of things that we should do and things we should not do. You know, I've used that a lot in my teaching on finances where I tell people, if you're struggling with your finances, make a list of all the things that turned out good in your life on finances and make a whole big long list of things that turned out bad in your finances and just don't do the bad things again. Now that may sound corny, but that's really true. So in my business, we would write down all the things that were good in choosing a property and deciding where to build and what the price should be for the one we're trying to sell and what we should pay for the land. And we'd make this list of these are the good things to do and these are the things that are bad to do. In one particular case, I want to do this house really, really bad. I mean, I really wanted to build a home in this particular area. It was a beautiful, luxurious area, but I couldn't find any lots that worked. And so I found this one lot, but it didn't meet all the criteria. It didn't meet the conditions that I believe the Lord had given us to have a successful project. But I went ahead and said, oh, well, that'll work out. That'll work out. So we just kind of ignored that. And and this was a mistake, but we bought the lot. Even though half of the things that we normally knew we would not do, we said, well, it'll work out because it's an expensive neighborhood and we'll just raise our price. Everything will be fine. Well, that was pretty bad. That was That's when I wish I would have had God's ways and God's thoughts rather than my ways and my thoughts. So what we did is we bought that house. We tried to develop and build it. And it was probably the worst project that we ever got into because we violated the directions that I believe the Lord had given us. We did not seek the Lord first. We sought what we wanted and we sought our goals. I'm admitting this to you because I know it can happen in our life. It took us five years to get that house sold. We had to move in and out of it in order to be able to keep carrying it to make sure that we could hold on to the property until the value came back. It was a very difficult situation when it was all done. We didn't lose a bunch of money, but we didn't make hardly anything for all the effort and everything we put into it. So there's a case where we basically discovered that our ways are not as good as God's ways and our thoughts are not as good as His. But a wonderful thing came out of that, and that was that I learned that I needed to trust God in all areas of my life. Matter of fact, a scripture really became strong in my heart and my mind found in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 in the New Living Translation. It became absolutely one of my favorite scriptures. Now think about this. We were planning to do something. We knew we were not lined up according that we should, but we put our trust in our own thoughts and it didn't work out. Listen to this. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, New Living Translation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. See, we violated that. We were trusting in our experiences and that was a mistake. And it says, and do not depend on your own understanding. We violated that because we were doing things on our own understandings. I justified doing things that I knew were not right. Have you ever done that? Have you ever justified something like buying a car that you know you didn't need to do or paying a certain amount for a car that you know you shouldn't have done it, but you justified it by saying, I'll do that because this will be good and that'll be good and whatever. And we make up excuses and we justify what we think is right. And then that scripture ends with, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Now that scripture honestly came very powerful into my life after my wife and I built that home in that expensive community. And to this day, it's one of my absolute favorite scriptures. Matter of fact, I teach that a lot to people. If people are confused about what they should do and how they should do it, especially people in business and they're trying to have successful business, they're trying to make things happen so they can support their family the way they would desire to do that. 
and sometimes we all make that mistake and we start doing things our own way. So let me wrap this up by saying this. Instead of just keep trying and trying and trying and trying and over and over and over and over again for something and, and make it happen, we should rely on Proverbs 3, 5 and it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. I hope that was worthwhile because I think it certainly made an impact on our business and our life. Now, if we are challenged to be successful in something, we must be sure to listen to that still quiet voice of the Holy Spirit for guides. That little voice that says something like, call this person or that voice. It may not be audible, but call this person or you need to talk to this person or you need to do this thing this way or you need to work on something in your in your home or your family or in your marriage. And that voice is the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, a born-again believer, you have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling inside of you and he's trying to get through to us and speak to us and give us guidance and direction. So we must never ignore that still quiet voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to us and giving us instruction. Many times it's a scripture that'll come to pass. It might be Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that he says, don't lean on your own understanding. Whatever it might be, we need to stop and think and operate in the direction the Holy Spirit is leading us. When we ask God for direction, he will always answer that request. Well, I believe there's three ways that God answers. Either it's yes, or it's no, or it's not now. And don't forget that Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9, where it's God's ways and God's thoughts is what he's aware of, and we're not aware of those things. So maybe it's not now because God has a better way. He has better direction. He has better insight. He certainly does have better insight than any of us. But it's important to understand when we're asking God for guidance and direction, and we don't feel like we're receiving the answer, I believe we're receiving the answer, and it's either no or not now. I can tell you there's been many, many times when my wife and I have been praying about something. There's something that we want to do in our business or in our home or our family or our travel or whatever, and we pray about it, and we say we just can't seem to know where we should go, and we're kind of confused about it. Well, as soon as we feel confused about it or we feel doubt about it, well, the answer is no, because God does not want us to pursue in our life with confusion and doubt and questions. The Bible tells us not to be anxious for anything, but through everything, through our prayers, petitions, with thanksgiving, make our requests made known to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our heart and guard our mind in Christ Jesus. If God wants us to have peace in the decisions we make, then we need to listen to that still quiet voice. Now, when we receive yes and asking for something from God, it's wonderful, it's great. When he says no or not now, it's really a time to stop and reflect. Are we heading in the right direction? Do we know exactly what we should do? And if that's the case, then we must always remember, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto us. Or, Proverbs 3, 5 again, lean not on your understanding. Trust the Lord in all that we do. Those are the things we need to do to have the right program and be on the right track on our road to success. There will be potholes now or roadblocks on our road to success. There will be trials and tests. That's just the way it's going to be. Sometimes the potholes are the little things that protect us from going over a cliff in life, like making a mistake. When when we had to buy a lot or we had to buy a piece of property to build a home, we would sometimes trip over something we were working on. Basically, I don't mean physically trip, but that we would have a challenge or a trial would happen that would cause us a little thing to stumble in what we were trying to accomplish. Many times I think that's the Holy Spirit telling us, you need to stop and think about, is this really the direction you want to go? So sometimes those little potholes, those little trials, those little challenges on our road to success, when they happen, 
It's God trying to help us and give us direction. The road to success has trials. We know that. And there are opportunities in those trials to learn. The mistakes that I made in my business were probably some of the greatest things that I ever did because it helped me make the good decisions. The failures that I had helped us to be successful in other areas of our business. When I became a pastor, there was a lot of mistakes I'm sure that I made as a pastor. I'd never been a pastor of a church before, but I knew it was a calling on my life. There had to be things that I made mistakes on. I can look back and think of some of them right now, but I'm not going to embarrass myself by, by giving you a list of them. But yeah, I made mistakes, but I hoped and prayed that I would learn from those mistakes. And that's the way it is on our road to success. We've got to learn from the trials and the mistakes and the errors and, and look at them as opportunities to learn so we can be successful. The road to success does have tests. I've said that three or four times now. There is an old saying in church, we must have a test to have a testimony. Now, what that's kind of corny. Some of you might think, you know, especially you young folks might think, boy, well, that's corny. But that's really very true. We have to go through a trial or a challenge if we're going to have something to reflect on and give a testimony of God's goodness and how he brought us through something. So don't feel bad if you're going through those trials and challenges. Now, my final thought in this podcast about the issues of success has to do with a statement I made in my introduction where I said, God guarantees success. Now, some of you are thinking, boy, that's the one I've been waiting for. Or some of you might be thinking, ah, yeah, he's going to be wrong here. Well, just open up your heart now and see if I've got something that might be a blessing to you when I make that statement. When is it when God guarantees success? Now, obviously, we need to go to God's word to find these guarantees. First of all, think of this. All of God's promises are blessings and are forms of success in our life. In the scriptures I'm going to use, it's very important we understand something that the guarantee that God gives us has a condition. Yeah, that's very true. Now, recently I completed 20 podcasts on God's promises. And if we think about it, all of God's promises are conditional to succeed at something. So therefore, God promises us success, but there's a condition to that. All right. Psalm 37 verse 4 in the New Living Translation. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. All right. People like the last part of it. God will give you the desires of your heart, but it says there's a condition. We need to take delight in the Lord. That means put him first. All right. Proverbs 16.3 says this, New Living Translation, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. All right, a lot of people want to run to the back part of that. Your plans will succeed. Great. God says my plans will succeed. We says succeed. They'll be successful. But there was a condition to it. It was commit your actions to the Lord. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18, listen to this one. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful. Boy, that's great. Let's just let's just go with that. That's wonderful. In order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. He made an oath and he's the one that brings you power for success. Now, don't think that you're getting the power for success because it's the Lord your God is the one who gives you that, all right, to be successful. All right, here's another one found in the book of James and it basically says this, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. Look at that one. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much or it means accomplishes much. So therefore, if we want to have powerful prayers and successful prayers, then we must simply, it says the effective firm prayer of a righteous person, we must live a godly life. So there are a lot of conditions on the on the road to God guaranteeing success in our life. Yes, God guarantees success. In John 3.16, he says, God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There's his plan for success, but there's a condition to it, and that is that we must love Jesus Christ. We must surrender our life to Christ. If you're a Christian, you you rejoice in that. You're excited. If you're not, and you're not sure how that works, well, that's a promise for success. That means if you give your life to Christ, if you ask for forgiveness of your sins, Jesus died for us that we would have forgiveness of our sins. And if you'll say that prayer and say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And this day I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him all the days of my life in Jesus' name. If we pray that, then what we're saying is that, God, I'm going to meet the condition that you have to have give me success in my life. Now, I close with that particular scripture because that's the most important scripture to me in the entire Word of God, is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that we can all be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he spend eternity in heaven. And that, of course, is the greatest success that we will ever experience in our life. So with that, I hope that you've been blessed in this. And I, I could give you, quite frankly, hundreds of scriptures on this topic of success and being blessed and all that. But but we got to believe that God has a desire to bless us. He has a desire to help us. He has a desire that he wants to prosper us and that he wants us to live an abundant life. So I hope that you believe that. And if you do, God's going to bless you. Well, thank you once again for listening to this podcast. So I'm going to pray for you and ask God's richest blessing on you. Father, thank you for the opportunity once again I had to bring this podcast at this time to those who are listening in. I pray that you would bless it, that you would multiply the effectiveness of it, Lord, and that people's lives would be changed. They would understand, Father, that you do want to bless them and that you do love them and you want to help them to prosper and be in good health even as their soul prospers. I believe that and I pray that you'll bring forth that blessing in their life and I pray that they'll seek you, Father, with all their heart. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things will be added unto them. I'll thank you for it now and give you the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you, and I've certainly enjoyed bringing this podcast because I truly believe we need to catch on to what God has to say about success. So with that, if you'd like to know more about Quality Christian Living, that's the name of our podcast, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com, and when you get there, you'll find on the front page a link to the podcast that I've done. This is podcast number 244, so all of them will be on that link, and there's a large, a very large example of podcasts we did about 20 podcasts on operating a business as a Christian. We did about 20 podcasts on the gifts of the Spirit and the the imparting of the Holy Spirit. We did a series of podcasts on prosperity and spiritual prosperity and financial prosperity. Just recently, I completed a series dealing with having faith for miracles. And there's a whole bunch of other topics, too many for me to mention right now, but you may enjoy that. Just go to my webpage and you'll see all those podcasts. I hope they'll be a blessing to you. In addition to that, my webpage, if you want to scroll down below, Below the link to a podcast, there's a list of several books that I've written with various topics. One has to do with help for veterans. Another one has to do with experience the joy of debt-free living for everyone. Another one has to do with generosity, what's in it for me. And another one dealing with faith, receive everything from what we call nothing. It's a book of on faith dealing with the topic of believing that God can bring, quite frankly, things that are dead back to life. He did with Abraham and Sarah's ability to have children. Jesus called many back to life, including Lazarus, and then God brought forth Jesus from the grave, and he came back to life. So it's a teaching on that, how don't give up on 
past things in your life, God can put life in them and bring them back into your life. Well, once again, I hope that you've been blessed by this particular teaching today. My next podcast is entitled Spiritual Growth Produces Success. And that's a very important lesson because if we're just seeking success without spiritual growth, we could have a lot of problems. We'll talk about that. And I believe God has something special intended for those people who are maybe just pushing towards success and not thinking about spiritual growth before that. Once again, I believe God has us on a plan here. I believe that'll bless Christians and help us rebrand the words success, prosperity, and abundance. Those are things that God intended for us, but things that many times people get very confused about. So I pray that these podcasts will be a blessing to you. I want to close with these thoughts. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you in all that you do. Thank you once again for listening to Quality Christian Living. This has been podcast number 244, The Road to Success. I am your host, David Friend.